Taking charge of your future starts with taking the first steps. And saving up to $30 a month on Cox Internet with the Affordable Connectivity Program makes those steps easy to take. Whether they bring you to click upload on your first short film or join now for an online book club. Applying is easy. See if you qualify at cox.com slash ACP. Non-transferable one per household application and eligibility decisions are made by the FCC. Oh, come on now. You know you deserve it. A steak patty on any McDonald's breakfast sandwich. I mean any breakfast sandwich. Biscuit, McMuffin, Bagel, McGriddles, a juicy steak patty on any breakfast sandwich. And when you order through the app, buy one and get one free. Now go get them. Valid for product of equal or lesser value. Limited time only at participating McDonald's. Valid one time per day. Excludes one, two, three dollar menu. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the people's bishop and pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 877-552-4746. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now here's today's life-giving message. You ready? Last time. In this building. Bible's up. Let's make our confession of faith together. For God's glory, this is my best year yet. To the word I'm about to hear, I believe, I obey, I manifest, and that settles it. In Jesus' name, amen. This is our exodus. God, just like you showed the children of Israel that anything was possible when you pulled them out of their past and released them into their next, you showed them that anything is possible. With my old school pulpit, if you'll allow me to preach like I used to preach old school before I said, before I was stabbing mics. Before I said, watch me, I used to say, watch this. Before I ran across the stage, I used to stand still and do this like I was about to take off. Would you just indulge me like it's old school for a moment and introduce today's message to somebody next to you? Would you just tell them, say, I need to tell you something. Anything is possible. Here it is for you. For the last time in this building, lift your hands, worship God for five seconds. If you believe that anything is possible for you. 
Let's go to work. So this series is called Let's Be Kids Again. And this series is coming from Mark 10 and 15, where Jesus says, anyone who does not receive the kingdom of God like a what? Like a child will never enter in. And I've taught you that the kingdom belongs to those that act like kids again. Say it with me. The kingdom belongs to those that act like kids again. And where is this kingdom at? Luke 17, 21 says that the kingdom of God is within you, which means the kingdom manifests from in you to change what is around you. Hear me? Anything is possible around you because anything is possible in you. There's a you that's about to emerge that's going to take steps of faith the old you would have never taken. There's a you that's on the inside that's about to take leaps that the old you would have never taken. There's a you on the inside that's about to hold money that the old you thought you never hold. There's a you on the inside that's about to walk in peace that the old you never thought you'd ever have. There's a you on the inside that's about to manifest and change everything going on on the outside. Somebody shout, I'm ready. I showed you in David versus Goliath that if we act like kids again, we manifest the kingdom in the earth. And I've showed you these three components of the kingdom. You should know these like the back of your hand by now. Number one, heaven's attributes in your life. Romans 14 and 17 makes it clear what those attributes are. You know what they are? RPJ, righteousness, peace, and joy. And I showed you this from 1 Samuel 17 and 50. It says, so David triumphed, what? With only a sling and a stone, for he had no sword. Here's what I need you to see. His limitations created his innovations. God's about to take everything you cannot do, and it's going to make you innovate. And when you become an innovator, you're about to do something that the earth has never seen before. All right, let me see if I can say it another way. It is the innovators that become the billionaires in the world because they do something nobody else has seen before. And I need some of you all to hear me. You are about to innovate with what you have in your life right now. Stop saying, God, something's missing, something's lacking, something's broken. No, it's not. God allowed limitations because you're about to get innovative. Can I just get you to touch somebody's shoulder and say, you're about to do something fresh. I yeah, everybody else, everybody else just gets a house and lives in it. But you're about to turn that thing into a money-making machine. I wish. Everybody else does it this way. But you're about to do a whole nother thing. You're about to flip the script. You're about to change the game. I need you to make sure you sit next to somebody that's an innovator. Please lay your hands on their shoulder and say, you're about to innovate. You're. Everybody else gets laid off and gets depressed. You get laid off and start four new businesses that produce $25,000 a month. Out to, I wish I had somebody in this. Come on, say, I'm about to innovate. Look at this, look at this, look at this. Verse 51, David used it. Now, this is what gets me. What did he use? Goliath's sword. He used what was used against him to kill him and cut his head off. Look at me. For some of you, you keep saying, God, why, why do I have all of this stuff coming against me? God says, because you're not using it right yet. You're not using it right yet. So it keeps repeating over and over and over and over and over again because you have not yet taken what was used against you and used it against what was used against you. See, people talk about you and now you're about, you know what, I'm done with people. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. What they say? Why do you want to know? Because if I see what they're attacking, then I know where the value is. Which means I just found out where I'm anointed. 
And if I find out where I'm anointed, that means if I'll keep tapping into that, that means I'm going to do something, watch me, that's amazing. David literally took Goliath's sword and David cut Goliath's head off. He used what was used against him. And you better hear me. You're getting ready to use everything the enemy used against you. Watch me, against him. He's going to wish he killed you when he had you. But I need somebody that knows it's far too late for that now to just open up your mouth and say, it's too late. It's too he should have got you when you was in the trap house. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. He should have got you when you were in that abusive relationship. He should have got you when you were still strung out. He should have got you when you were still depressed. But it's too late now because you're going to use what was used against you against him. He used it to cut his head off, Ray. And then the Bible says, when the Philistines saw that their champion was dead, they turned and they ran. One victory gave him total victory over the Philistine army. There was one giant he had to take down. And when he took down this one giant, their entire army fell. They turned and ran. Now, this is interesting. For some of you, you keep saying, I got all this stuff to do. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. If you just do the one big thing, that one big thing is about to create. Watch me. Some of you, God says, I just need you to make that one big decision. And if you do that one big thing, you're about to see a domino effect happen in your life. I don't know who I'm preaching to tonight. But I need you not to be afraid of that one big thing. Because if you handle that one big thing, baby, it's about to be dominoes up in here. You're about to see successive victory. All of a sudden, the right person is going to show up. The right contract is going to show up. Right deals going to show up. Right employees going to show up. Right teams going to show up. Right builders going to show up. Right money going to show up. If you handle that one, it's about to be a domino effect. Come on, open your mouth and speak this. Say, I'll take Goliath down. Bishop, how do I identify my Goliath? What is it that's been taunting you for a prolonged period of time? Goliath represents a giant. A giant means a big problem. And sometimes it's not that it's a big problem. It's several little problems that have stacked up to be a big problem. But then, but watch me. Here's how you identify your Goliath. He taunted them for 40 days and 40 nights. 40 is the biblical number of testing and wilderness. So for 40 days and 40 nights, he literally has them in a place of testing and wilderness. Your Goliath is the thing that taunts you. Watch me. And the taunts have worked in the past. It's the thing that has taunted you. You ain't never going to do this. You ain't never going to be nothing. You're too scared. You ain't never going to do this. You're going to be just like your daddy. You're going to be just like your mama. It's the thing that taunts you. And the taunts are designed, watch me, to get you to forfeit. Pay attention. All Goliath did was speak. He didn't do anything. Listen. He didn't do anything. All Goliath did was say something. And for some of you, watch me, you are being punked by words. You are being punked by emails. You're being punked by text messages. They ain't big and bad enough to do it. They just trying to see if they can punk you to... But I wish I had some Davids up in this... I wish I had some... This the last time in this building. I just need you to elbow somebody next to you and say, I pray the spirit of David over you. I... Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You using your words, but watch me use mine. Today, the Lord will give me victory over you. I won't be punked by your words. Come on, I just need all of you to say, I ain't never scared. I... Watch me. Ready? Verse 52. Why do you ever shout so much in church? 
they gave a great shout of triumph. Then they rush after the Philistines. Look at me. Your shout creates momentum. Look at me. Look at me. Pay close attention to the sequence of events. What happened? David kills Goliath. David cuts Goliath's head. The Philistine army turns and runs. The Philistine army is still alive, but the Israelite army gets momentum. They hadn't even done nothing, but they were shouting. Okay, old school church said, don't wait until the battle is over. But I need somebody to just shout. Now. I ain't even done it yet, but I'm shouting in advance. I ain't even filled the application out yet, but I'm shouting in advance. I haven't even made the request, but I'm shouting in advance. Lay your hands on yourself. Say shout in advance, please. And your shout creates a momentum. They hadn't done anything except see David win. And for some of you, people are watching how you're handling what you're handling, because it's teaching them, watch me, how to handle what they're handling. I'm so glad you're not selfish thinking this is all about you. Look at me. Your warfare isn't even about you. Your warfare is about somebody else seeing you handle it, and when you handle it well, they'll look and say, well, don't go on it. If he did it, then I can do it too. And there's a momentum coming. Watch me. Hear me. You're about to see it start in your life. Effective immediately. By my word, you're about to see momentum. What does momentum mean? Once this thing start rolling, this thing just start going and go. And watch me, and it starts going faster and faster and faster. Come on, everybody say, momentum coming, momentum coming. Momentum, momentum, momentum. You're gonna get one piece of good news, and then you're gonna be like, I'm good, and then you're gonna get another piece. And then another piece, and then another piece, and then another piece, and then and then you're gonna you're gonna get one check, and then you're gonna say, Well, God, this is amazing. Then you're gonna get another check and another check. Watch me, one of your kids is gonna get their act together, then another one, and then another one, and then hmm. look at me, look at me. Verse 53: the Israelite army plundered the Philistine camp. I need you to pay close attention to how God moves. When the children of Israel made their exodus, they plundered the Egyptians. When David takes Goliath down and they kill the Philistine army, they plunder. Look at me. God is not into you going through hell and not being paid for it. I, I guess I better preach to my online family. I, I said, I guess I better preach to my online family. I, some of you are like, I've just been through all of this. and child, I'm, Look at me, look at me, look at me. The worst thing you could do is just get out and not get paid. The word, stop coming, I just can't wait to get out this valley. You a whole lie. I wanna come out the valley, but baby, when I come up this valley, I'm gonna need some bags with me. Huh? When I come up out of Jewel, I'm gonna need some bags with me. Huh? I, I need you to open your mouth, say he's into rewarding me. He's into rewarding me. You mean to tell me you went through an abusive relationship and all you want to do is get out? You mean to tell me you beat depression and all you want to do is have a good day? Baby pie. 
I want you to pay attention to how he works. He rewards his people. And I don't know about you, but there's some reward that, let me tell you how it reads. Bishop, heaven, Foreman. Let me tell you how it reads. Harvest, church. How your reward read? If I was you, I'd put your name in the atmosphere right there. If I was you, watch me. If I was you, if you got a business, I'd put your business name right there. Watch me. And just to be sure, I'd put your email address in the atmosphere too. Don't send it to the wrong person. Hello at harvestchurch.church. I want you to pay attention. Number two, number two, remember the kingdom belongs to those who act like kids again. The kingdom belongs to those who act like kids again. Say it with me. The kingdom belongs to those who act like kids again. So the second thing is how God does things. I'm taking you somewhere fresh. I just need you to see this. It's how God does things. First Samuel 17 and 49, reaching into his shepherd's bag and taking out a stone. What did I teach you on Sunday? You release what you have to God, then God releases what he has for you. This is how God does things. The kingdom. David manifested the kingdom. It was impossible. King Saul said to him, you are not going to be able to take Goliath down. Watch me. Because I'm scared of him, so consequently you should be scared of him. But what if you're called to do what other people can't do? Which is why I need you to stop asking everybody for their opinion about everything. Because sometimes you're going to get their can't for something they're not called to do. You wouldn't be able to see how it can be done because you ain't called to do it. But I hope you sit next to somebody that's called to do something impossible. Here's how you'll know. When you touch them on the soul or just say do the impossible. If they don't respond with a praise, that means you're not sitting next to a David. Go sit somewhere else. Touch them on the shoulder. Do the impossible. They said you never walk again. You about to walk. They said you never live again. You about to live. They said nobody wanted you. You about to be wanted by everybody. Somebody said I'll do the impossible. David takes his shepherd's back. He reaches into it. And he grabs a stone. What did I teach you? He has how many stones? Five. Five means grace, means favor, means supernatural, means the miraculous. But five means the word. As a Hebrew, the word they had, see, we're, we're reading. We read them, but they, watch me, but what they read was Moses. The first five books of the scripture. That's called Torah. Torah. You ready? Here it is. Pay attention. So when it says he took five smooth stones, what did he literally do? David said, I'm going to take the word for the, for the last last experience here I brought out my old school Bible if you grew up in the south you had one of these on the coffee table wave at me online wave at me now nobody could touch it and it was in the same room with that furniture with the plastic on it some of y'all still got plastic on that furniture you're like bishop leave my plastic alone listen here we go what did David do David took the word what do, look at me, please get this. What did Goliath use against David? Words. What did David use against Goliath? The word. 
See, this is why I give you so much scripture. Why? Because I don't just need you walking out there talking about stuff that's not biblical. I need you to be able to look at a problem and say, well, according to the word of God, Romans 8, 28, all things work together for my good. Therefore, even if you ain't working, you got to work together for my good. Why? Because I'm going to use the word against you. I'm not going to get emotional. I'm not going to get upset. I'm not going to argue with you. I'll use the word. He released what he had and then God released what he had for David say Lord I'll release what I have because I know you'll release what you have I want to ask you a question let's really be realistic for a moment harvest is we're an energetic people we're an excited people and we should be we serve God I can't stand a tight church. What do you mean tight? I don't mean tight in a good way. I mean tight like it's, they're just miserable, mad people who look like they've been baptized in pickle juice. They, they, just, they just got attitudes. They snooty, stuck up, highfalutin, and ain't even got nothing to be stuck up about. You ready? I can't stand that. I can't stand an environment where people are worshiping and they think I'm too good to worship. What, what kind of witch are you? Where you didn't come to worship God, but you came to be worshipped. Uh-uh. Look at the person next to you say, he's been too good to me. He. Uh-uh. Listen, I don't even need you to give me a praise team. Watch me. All I got to do is when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, baby. You ain't got to pump me up to praise God. I'll go up by myself. Let's be realistic for a moment. Let's be realistic for a moment. We're almost done. Let's be realistic for a moment. David, you are a little guy. You're a little guy. Goliath, you're a big guy. All Goliath had to do was just punch and you're out. All Goliath had to do was take his sword out and you're done. All Goliath had to do, look, he ain't even got to punch you. He could have just pushed you real hard. Now, some of you are going to get it in a minute. All Goliath had to do, watch me, all he had to do was just knee you real hard. You ever been so mad at somebody, you just want to, okay, y'all, I ain't got no honest people. You ever been so mad at somebody, you just like, I ain't got a kid, I'm going to knee you. Up. Okay, let me see what the real people are. You ever thought about what you would do to somebody if you could? Okay, some of y'all only got four honest people in the building. All right, let's move on. Watch me. There's nothing realistic about David taking down Goliath. It was impossible. Look at me. There's no calculations that can be calculated that explain how David takes down Goliath. Except for the fact that when he was a kid again, anything became Here's the third component. We're almost done. Y'all with me? Third component of the kingdom. The kingdom belongs to those who act like kids again. The kingdom belongs to those who act like kids again. Say it. The kingdom belongs to those who act like kids again. Third component. Becoming who God said you are, possessing what God said you can. In 1 Samuel 18 and 7. Now remember, David was anointed to be king by Samuel, the man of God, in 1 Samuel 16. Okay? He's already anointed, but yet he's not been appointed. 
And for some of you, you have the oil for an office you don't yet sit in. Anointing, anointing, go. For some, watch me. For some of you, you have an anointing for a place you haven't even arrived yet. Oh my God. You have an anointing. Watch me. You didn't even know that the last 16 years of your life have been preparation for something. You didn't even know. You didn't even know God was getting you ready. You're anointed, but you've not yet arrived for the thing you've been anointed for. He's anointed in 1 Samuel 16. He kills Goliath in 1 Samuel 17. And now King Saul, watch me, say he's becoming. King Saul, they began to sing this song about David. It says, Saul has killed his thousands. David has killed his tens of thousands. And so watch me. In 1 Samuel 18 and 7, uh, they sing in this song about him killing tens of thousands, but he didn't do that. He had only killed one. But this one victory gave him credit for 10,000. Let me tell you why Goliath taunts you. Goliath taunts you because Goliath knows if you take me down, that it's going to be, watch me, as if you took everything down. See, some of y'all keep feeling overwhelmed. I rebuke you feeling overwhelmed. I just need you to handle this one thing. And if you handle this one thing, it's going to settle everything. For every David that knows every giant's coming down this month, can I get you to just lift your hands and say, I will take it down. Go. So look at verse 8. This made Saul very angry. And Saul said, next they'll be making him their king. What happens when everybody else recognizes what's on you but you? Saul looked at David and said, He was making announcements. Saul said, wait a minute, that boy, looks, that boy looks like a king. Here's the problem, I'm king. Which means now Saul has to hate on him. Because Saul says, well, he's about to sit where I sit. Let me tell you why some people don't like you. Because they can see the oil that's on you. And when you come around, they get insecure. I'm going to preach now. They get insecure because when you show up, they can tell that their replacement just walked in. They can tell that next just walked in. Can I get you to tag somebody and just say, tag, you got next, you got next? I taught you these principles. Let's go. Kids are fearless until they're taught to fear. Kids are ridiculous until they're taught to be too reasonable. Kids are adventurous until they're taught to play it too safe. Kids are inquisitive until they're taught to be too quiet. Kids fight for others until they're taught to be selfish. All of these things David did. Kids are creative until taught to be like everyone else. David, you really finna go in a shepherd's bag? Like, why don't you go to the armory? Why don't you go where the weapons are? See, some of y'all, people, people say, why are you doing that? Why are you worshiping? Because that may not make sense to you. But see, my praise is a weapon. Come on, I feel like preaching now. Why are you not doing what everybody else does? Because I don't want to be like everybody else because that means I'll get the results everybody else gets. I want to be creative, which means when I worship, I ain't just worshiping, I'm fighting in the spirit. When I praise, I'm not just praising, I'm shutting some stuff down. David got creative 
And for many of you, hear me, you're about to take what you have, get creative with it, because you see it a different way. David, everybody else was like, that ain't, that ain't nothing but some rocks. David's like, uh-uh, he is the rock. I'm a kid again. You see a smooth stone. I see the stone that the builders rejected. Y'all ain't gonna talk to me. You see a rock, but he is the rock of ages. I am a kid again, which means you see an obstacle. I see an obstacle course. Y'all not said nothing. You see a stop, I see a go. You see a challenge, I see an opportunity to have a good time. You see something negative, I see something positive. You see a reason to shut down, I see a reason to open up. I'm creative like that. I need you to prophesy. Watch me, not to somebody, but to yourself. Say, I restore your creativity. I Kids are creative until they're taught to be like everyone else. Listen, kids ask for what they want until they're taught to ask like there's a limited supply. And in Sunday's message, watch me, I showed you that David literally asked for what he wanted and he got it. 1 Samuel 17, 46. Today the Lord will conquer you. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to cut your head off. And I'm going to give the bodies of your men. And the world is going to know that there is a God in Israel. I want you to pay attention to what David said. Because we only give him credit for Goliath. His prayer included the entire Philistine army. You missed it. We only said David versus Goliath. Not really. It was David versus Goliath and Goliath's army. Because what he prayed was that I'm not just going to kill you. All of your men, they're going to be dead bodies. And the world is going to know that there is a God in Israel. Listen, look at verse 47. This is the Lord's battle. And he will give you two. Say your name. What was he doing? He was shifting the pressure off of him. And he was shifting the pressure to God. Look at me. Some of you feel like you're up under so much pressure. And the problem is, is you're carrying stuff. I showed you this at 1115 yesterday, uh, 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 Sunday. You're carrying stuff that literally is not even your problem. Well, how am I going to figure that out? That's above your pay grade. I ain't slept in two days. If you don't take your behind the sleep, that's why you got an attitude. Won't touch your name because you ain't slept. David, David went from kid to, to king. He, little guy. That's what Goliath hoped would happen. But he didn't realize this is the Lord's battle. So how you still standing? He's holding me up. How are you still making it? He's making sure I make it. How are you still making it happen? Because God's doing this. This is the Lord's battle. Well, I need you to open up your mouth and say, this is the Lord's battle. Let's take this home. Let's take this home. Let's take this home. You ready? David asked for what he wanted and he got it. And I showed you this on Sunday. The scripture says, you want what you don't have, yet you do not, you don't have what you want because you don't ask for it. Verse three. But even when you do ask, you don't get it because your motives are all wrong. And I taught you this. Whatever you ask, let your motive be for God's glory. 
Literally, the scripture says you don't have it because you didn't ask for it. You calling everybody, you Googling everything, you YouTubing everything, you TikToking everything, you Instagramming everything. You ain't asked God for nothing. You on the phone with Eileen. Come on, let's bring out our church characters for the last time in this building. You on the phone with Eileen, Jackie, Darlene, and Susie. Susie's new. She's going to be in the next building. <laughs> you call Percy and Randolph. Got some new characters for you. Look at me. And God is like, you never asked me. You never asked me. Well, nobody helped me. You never asked him to help you. Why struggle with what you do not have to struggle with if all you did was ask? I don't know what to do. Did you ask? But I don't know what option to take. Did you ask him to shut down the options that aren't the ones to take so that it's clear which one to do? Well, I don't know who to trust. Did you ask him who you should trust? Did you, did you ask him? Well, I don't know if this relationship is from God or not. That's the first warning. We may not even need to ask about that one. You probably know. Or is it that you don't want to ask because you're afraid of the answer? Say, Lord, let it be for your glory. Say, whatever I ask you for, let it be for your glory. Come on, say, get the glory out of every area of my life. Here's, here's the last principle I want to show you. Kids believe that anything is possible because they haven't been faded by failures. A kid will tell you they're going to be an astronaut. They can't drive, can't ride a bike, don't have a job, haven't been to school. But you'll go home one day and you'll see them in there talking about, I'm the astronaut. I remember when I was a kid, I, I used to, I used to, I liked playing cops and robbers. And so, you know, I used to, I had my badge on. And let me tell you something, and I took that thing to heart because when I was in elementary school, we had something called a safety patrol. And you, you stood out and you directed traffic and all of that. And you kept the kids safe and all that. Let me tell you, who was captain? I was. Huh? So it was. I said, give me the badge with the red on it. I'm the captain. That ain't nothing but a school usher. That's all it is, is a school usher. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. Stay right there. I'll keep you safe. Stay right there. Stay right there. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Oh, Y'all be quiet. There's too much going on over there. I ain't going to let you cross if you keep all that hollering and stuff going on. Just sit tight. Oh, I had them together, too. My safety? Oh, no. My safeties were on it. Do you hear me? They stood properly. They just wasn't standing all sloppy. They stood. Period. You understand? Look, look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Many people have become faded. What does that mean? diminished because of failures. How many of you can be honest with me in this building? Wave your hand online, do the hand emoji, say to me, if you've had some failures 
that truthfully, if you look at them, they've kind of diminished what you believe is possible. Some of you have given up on any good people in the world because of the four bad people you met. So you've judged eight billion based on four. You, you, ask me, hear me, hear me, hear me. I'm about to show you something. I'm about to show you something. You ready? Kids believe that anything is possible because they haven't been faded by failures. Look at me. Even when a kid does fail, they don't know they failed until you tell them it was a failure. As far as they're concerned, uh, let me just get up and try again. I pray you get your try back. Where your failures do not stop you. Come on, you all. We're about to go up, but I need to make sure you get this principle. Say, Lord, I will not be faded by my failures. I will. I know that relationship failed. All of them ain't going to be a failure. I know that business failed. All of them won't be a failure. I know that situation failed, but everything will not be a failure. Listen. So David, he hasn't been faded by failure. He's like, I've never been defeated by a giant. So as far as I'm concerned, I'm going to take him down. David was a kid again. And for some of you, every time you stand in front of your Goliath, he uses your past failures against you. He'll say, well, you messed up on this. You messed up on that. You messed up on this. You screwed up on this. You screwed up on that. And I don't know who this is for. You're so scared of another failure that you will not do anything. This, which is why you get nothing. But tonight. For those of you, watch me, that are about to do the impossible, I want you to lift your hands with no music and worship God for five seconds right there. Five. Four. You're about to do the impossible. Three. Two. One, clap your hands and say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Oh, I need you to give him a yes tonight. Watch me. Because when you step into tomorrow, baby, the page is turned. And you're about to do something impossible. When you shout impossible. impossible. So here we are in Mark chapter 9, verse. You ready? 22. I'll shout by myself since y'all ain't gonna shout with me. Bishop, why do y'all shout over numbers like that? Because every number has a spiritual significance to it, which means there's certain numbers I see, and when I see the number, God ain't got to say nothing because he said something when I saw the number. So when I saw verse 22, God says, I'm speaking something to you. You're about to witness. Nine is the number of birthing. Two is the number of witness, which means I'm about to birth something I'm about to see. I'm about to see it. I'm about to birth it. I'm about to birth it. I'm about to see it. I'm about to see it. I'm about to birth it. I'm about to birth it. I'm about to see it. I'm about to see it. I'm going to birth it. I'm going to birth it. I'm going to see it. Don't let this fall. Two. When you go to bed tonight, I pray God make you dream about two. When you're walking through the day tomorrow, I pray every time you look at the clock, you see a two. When you're navigating through your day, I pray that everything you see makes you see a two. You ready? Mark 9, 22. A man comes up to Jesus. 
When this man comes up to Jesus, hear me, we're done. He says, the spirit that's in my kid, the spirit that's in my house, the spirit that's in my mind, he says, it often throws him into the fire or into the water, which means, watch me, he goes from extreme to extreme. He, he, he goes from one area way over to another area. You, you got to hear me. You got to hear me. You got to hear me. Say extreme, extreme. to extreme. extreme. Now, now pay attention to what the Bible says. The spirit that's in him throws him. You're missing me. You're missing me. This is involuntary. He doesn't want to be like this. He doesn't want his existence to be like this. But there's something supernatural going on. Look at me. What if your problems couldn't be fixed by natural means? You're seeing the natural result of water and fire. But if you're going from extreme to extreme, pay attention. It throws him into the fire, which means now you're burned. After it burns him, then watch me now and tries to drown him. After it tries to drown him, then it tries to burn him. It tries to burn him. It tries to drown him. It tries to drown him. It tries to burn him. Let's see if I can make it one way. It tries to make it so he's never the same because fire never lets anything go back to the way it was. And then if it can't make him to where he's never the same, watch me, then it tries to drown him in his issues, drown him in his problems, drown him with drinking, drown him with drugs. Drown him with sex. Drown him in something. Look at the next part of the verse. It's on the screen. Trying to kill him. Look at me. Because some of you don't understand. So let me make this as real as I can to you. Say, make it real, Bishop. The enemy wants you dead. You ready? And if he can't get you out of here naturally, he wants you to live like you dead. So that you'll walk around talking Jesus, but yet your life looks like a corpse. And for somebody in this building, you're about to get defibrillation. For somebody online, you're about to get defibrillation. Please touch three people around you and say, you're about to come alive. You're about... Uh-uh. You will not just be a corpse. You will not just wake up, go to work, come home and eat. Your life will not be some mundane, tired, sorry existence. He has come that you might have life and that you might have life more abundant. It's about to be a charge in the building. On our exodus, it's about to be a... It's about to be a charge in your road, a charge in your section. I just need you to prophesy, say, life on my road. You're going to be excited about waking up again. You're going to be excited about your kids again. You're going to be excited about your marriage again. You're going to be excited about serving again. You're going to be excited about Jesus again. The spirit often, which means this is happening all the time. It throws him into the fire or into the water. 
trying to kill him. Listen to me. What has been trying to kill you? Is it stress? Is it health? Is it discouragement? Is he getting mad that the people that you thought would support you aren't? What is it? Look at what the man says to Jesus. Have mercy on us. Say, Lord, have mercy on me. What is mercy? We're almost done, but I need you to make sure you get this. Because, watch me, because by the time, hear me, this month comes to a conclusion. I'm talking to some of you all, hear me, where you are literally going to see what was impossible. You know what's sad about some of y'all is that you keep sitting up under this word, but yet you won't receive it so you don't see it. I wish everybody, can I get 100% participation in here and online, say, I'll see the impossible become possible. What is mercy? Mercy is when you block something negative that somebody does deserve. Uh Uh-oh! Which means the man is admitting we got off into some stuff. I'm not asking you for grace. I'm asking you for mercy. Which means the truth is that you know and I know that there's something we opened up a door that gave this a right to be here. So the enemy wants you to think, well, you deserve it, so you made your bed and lie in it. Look at me, look at me, look at me. But kids don't always make their own bed. Mm. Look at me, look at me, look at me. Kids don't always clean up their own mess. Look at me, look at me, look at me. The kingdom belongs to those that act like kids again. I want to prophesy to 50 of y'all. There's some messes you made that God's about to come clean up for. There's some stuff you should have died from. God's about to come clean it up for you. And help us if you can. I like Jesus. I love him. Say, why you love him, Bishop? Watch what he says to this man. What do you mean, if I can? You ever had somebody say something to you and you got an attitude like, how dare you ask me that question? Help us if you can. If I can. Jesus asks. Look at the next part. I need you to get this. You've read this a million times. You've not lived this yet. You've not lived this yet. You've read this, but most have not lived this yet. You've seen possible. Look at the next part Jesus says. Anything is possible if a person. Uh-uh, you read it, but you haven't seen it yet. Come on, y'all. We got to go up. We got to go up. Anything. What a doctor said, anything. What a lawyer said, anything. 
is possible if a person believes. Look at me. The Lord spoke something to me real powerful the other day. He said, son, most people believe in me. They don't believe me. He says, there's a lot of people that, that believe in me. I believe in God. At the award ceremony, I want to thank God. You know what I'm saying? Who is truly the head of my life, you know what I'm saying? And then beep, 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 beep. <laughs> One love. You know, I mean, you know, not knock anybody. Not knock anybody. Watch me. Watch me. Many believe in him. Oh, I'm supposed to look at that camera. Many. <laughs> Y'all tricking me. Many believe in him. I'm preaching hard, too, looking at that camera, too. Many believe in him, but don't believe him. So consequently, you're a Christian atheist. I believe in him. But all that impossible stuff, that's for other people. That's for David. That's for Joseph. That's for Moses. Now, let me tell you who that's for. You. I only got a half a verse to read, and we going out of here, y'all. But can I please get you to encourage somebody next to you in this building? And online, can I get you to tag somebody and just touch them and say, anything is possible for you. And I command cancer to dry up. And I command cancer to dry up. And I command debts to be released. And I command debts to be canceled. And I command the impossible to become possible. I command hearts to turn right now in your favor. If you need somebody to favor you, pop up one time for the last time in this building and turn around like their heart is about to turn toward you. Anything, 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 anything. Look at the next part. The father instantly cried out. Here's a grown man with his son. We're a little mid, a little bit. Here's a grown man with his son. I need you to pay close attention because some of you all, you're so scared to be vulnerable with God. I don't cry. I ain't doing all that. All that shouting is for everybody else. Because you won't be a kid again. You live impossible. I'll say it again. You live impossible. You don't live in impossible. This grown man for his son. Look at me. It ain't even for him. This grown man falls to his knees. And he cries out, Lord, I do believe. And with tears streaming down his face, because he wasn't afraid to be a kid again, he says, will you please help me? Only kids are not afraid to ask for help. 
And some of y'all, you so used to being the strong one, you don't even know how to ask for help no more. You're so used to figuring everything out on your own, you don't know how to ask for help anymore. And I pray that tonight, everybody under the sound of my voice, that starting tonight, you would not be afraid to ask God for help. Help me, God. Help me, God. Help me, God. Help me, God. Help me overcome my unbelief. Look at me. He's honest because he says, I do believe. He said, but there's a part of me that doesn't. And I can't explain why. I've seen you do the miraculous. I've seen you work in my favor. I've seen, I bet my praise report has been read from the pulpit. But there's a part of me that sometimes says, it's not going to happen. This man didn't pray in Hebrew. This man didn't pray in Greek. This man didn't pray some long, elaborate prayer. All he did, like a little kid who's fallen, is cried to his father and said, help. You thinking, you you trying to make this too deep. You're making this too deep. But I got to do this and do this and do this. Shut up. <laughs> you just have to ask for help. Oh, I know what you do for help. You need a blunt to help you. I'm not judging you. You need a few drinks to help you. Not judging you. Not judging you. Not judging you. Oh, you need a few late night Beverly Hills bordellos. <laughs> now, if you know what that is, you was watching TV too late on Cinemax as a kid. <laughs> Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Oh, I know what it is. You need to ask everybody what they think. Not judging you. Not judging you. I judge you. Oh, I know what it is. I know what it is. You want a bunch of co-signers so that you feel good about what you're going to do. We all, how many of us can be honest, that we all have went to everything but God for help. Oh, I know what you did. You checked the bank account. You checked your credit. You said, let me see. And look at me. There's not it's not that there's not wisdom in those things. It's not that there's not relief temporarily in those things. But why have a God and a father if you never go to him for help? Everybody stand to your feet. Because you're about to do something for the first time for some but it's going to be the last time in this building you've never done. You ready? You about to cry out for help. We are going to cry out for help. The man said, help my unbelief. In 120 seconds, my prayer is that you're going to be 100% in belief. 
that whatever part of you needs to come up, it's coming up tonight. I need you to do me a favor right where you're at, because before you help somebody else on an airplane, they say before you help somebody else, put your mask on. You're going to help somebody in a moment, but for the first 60 seconds, I just need you right where you're at, right where you're at for the first 60 seconds, right where you're at. I need you to lift your hands and I need you to do like this man did. This man was not afraid to be a kid again. Come on, everybody say he was not afraid to be a kid again. Say he asked for help because he couldn't do it on his own. Say, Father, you hear me. And you always hear me. Tonight, I ask you for help. I ask you to help my unbelief, help my doubt, help my fear, help my challenges, help me feeling overwhelmed. I need help. And just like you helped that man, help is on the way for me. Help is on the way for me. Do it in me, God. Do it around me, God. Now, can I get you to take the next 30 seconds and just cry out for help? Go. Help. 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 Help, God. Help, God. Help, God. Help, God. Help, God. Come on, you all. Help God. Help God. Help God. Help me not to fall. Help me not to lose my mind. Help me not to throw in the towel. Help me to fight. Help me to fight. Come on, help me to... Help me not to lose my praise. Help me not to lose my worship. Help me not to lose my fire. Help me not to lose my zeal. Come on, you all, we're about to move on 10 seconds. Holla, help God. God. Somebody, you've fallen and you can't get up, but tonight God's about to help you up. He's about to help your faith. He's about to help your body. He's about to help your finances. He's about to help your family. Shout, help me, God. Now, Come, come fall down, fall down. Come on, fall. Say, help me, God. This means he comes where you're at. He don't kick you down. He doesn't beat you down. He says, come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Watch me. Then he's going to walk with you. Until you can do it on your own. And I need some of y'all to act like your daddy about to show up at the playground. Who's my father? He's the Lord. The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. Come on, somebody say, he's coming to help me. Help me, 
I need you in this building and at home. I need you to I need you to find you one person. Find you one person. And if you don't feel comfortable grabbing their hands, then just then just fist bump them. You don't feel comfortable doing that, then just get an elbow. I need you to find you one person. And can I get you to look at them? I need you to look at them. I need you to look at them. I need you to look at them. At home, I need for you to do this too. I need you to just uh, tag somebody. If you got somebody in your house, you do it with them. Say, help me, God. Now watch me. But there's somebody around you, the person you're touching, that you're about to be their help. Um, preachers, um, lawyers, doctors, and pastors have the highest occurrences of alcoholism, drug abuse, and suicide. They all help people. And someone was asked me the other day, they said, Bishop, how come you haven't lost your mind? I said, well, <laughs> number one, the Lord, and the Lord keep my mind, Jesus. Let's seal that up right there in the spirit. But then number two, I know I keep, I, I, have, I have men of God that when I need help, I reach. And there's certain stuff, watch me, we'll just have a conversation and they'll give me the backup I need. And then I'm like, bye, I'm good. The person whose hand you're holding or who you're touching, you're about to be their help. Hear me. Hear me. Say the page is already turned. And I'm starting the next chapter with help. Now, now, you don't know what they need help with, but here's what you're about to do. You're about to pray that whatever help they need, that God would send it. Listen, listen, listen to me carefully. And send it swiftly. And send it quickly. And send it so when they check their email after church, they'd say, and there it go. That's for somebody. That's for somebody. Your phone been vibrating and you ain't looked at it, but watch the time you get out of church tonight, you're going to look at it and say, what is this? Come on. You got your person online. You've tagged somebody or you got somebody wherever you're at. Now listen, on three, you're going to pray for them and then watch me and then I'm going to say shift and when I shift, say shift, you're going to turn from praying for them to you're going to praise for them. Then the last thing we're going to do is we're going to pray an Exodus prayer. You're going to cover me. You're going to pray for me. We're going to pray an Exodus prayer. And then we out this joker. This is our Exodus. And we're going to pray that the blessing we brought goes with us. And we're taking that with us. You ready? Pray for them. Go. Pray. Go. Go. Whatever help they need, God, give it to them. Whatever help they need, God, give it to them. Whatever help they need, God, give it to them. Whatever help they need, God, give it to them. Whatever help they need, God, give it to them. And do it quickly, God. And do it quickly, God. And do it suddenly, God. And do it swiftly, God. Whatever help they need. Whatever help they need. Come on in the building and online. Come on, 10 more seconds. Help them, God. We're their backup in the spirit. And they will not fall. And they will not falter. And they will not be faded by failure. We speak that they will do the impossible. We speak that they will do the impossible. 
we speak that they will do the impossible. Shift, now praise for them. I'm your backup. 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 I'm praising for you. I'm giving God glory for you. I'm giving God praise for you. And your name's about to be brought up and favor's about to find you and opportunity's about to open for you and debts are going to be canceled for you. Help them, God! Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Help them, God. Stretch your hands towards me. I love you, Harvest. I love you. For 10 years, this has been for bishops, wherever the bishop's main place is, it's referred to as a cathedral. The seat a bishop occupies is called a cathedra. When that bishop is in his cathedral, or the place, the seat from which he leads from, the crozier, it faces outward. When that bishop exits that place, he turns the crozier. To signify the exit and the exodus. I turn my crozier to celebrate our exodus. And we step into what God has for us. Stretch your hands towards me. Can I get you to pray for 30 seconds that God would help me? That God would help our church. Bishop, what's wrong? Nothing. <laughs> we want to keep it that way. If I've ever been a blessing to you, pray for me. If I've ever preached you through anything, pray for me. If I've ever done anything for you. If I cover you, take a moment and cover me in prayer. That I'd be shalom, nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking, all as well. I'd be surrounded by the right people in the right places at the right time. That our favor would increase in Denver, our favor would increase in Atlanta, our favor would increase every place that we are. That our online numbers would swell to levels we've never seen before. That more people would be connected to Harvest Now than ever before. This is our exodus this is our exodus this is our exodus this is our exodus and may the Lord keep us 
and bless us and cause his face to shine upon us lift his countenance give us peace everybody say that and this is our exodus say it this is our exodus this is our exodus. This is our exodus. This is our exodus. Thank you for what you've done. This is our exodus. But we let it go. This is our exodus. This to embrace our next. This is our exodus. Our next is better. This is our exodus. What's been? This is our exodus. This Make it personal. Say my, my, my. This is my Walking out of discouragement. This is my Walking out of frustration. This is my Walking out of anger. This is my Walking out of debt. This is my Walking out of challenges. This is my 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 exodus. This is I'm leaving possible. Stepping into impossible. You're leaving possible. And you're stepping into impossible. You're leaving natural. You're stepping into supernatural. You're leaving regular. And you're stepping into the irregular. This is. This, this is, is this is this is my exodus. This is my exodus. This is my exodus. Heads bowed, eyes closed in this building and online. If you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord and be sure wherever you're at. On the count of three, hands up in this building online. Do the hand with emojis say it's me? No guilt, no condemnation, no shame. Bishop, what did I just do when I prayed for help? You activated the impossible. Because whatever party you wouldn't believe, you just got the backup you needed. Whatever action you wouldn't take, you just got the backup you needed. You're in this building or online. You need to become a Christian for the first time or recommit yourself to the Lord. Or be sure. Hands up on three. Or do the hand wave emoji and say it's me. One. God's coming to get you. He's not mad. He's not angry. One, two, three. If that's you, hands up in this building. Or do the hand wave emoji and say it's me. Everybody, just say this with me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth, I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and Savior. Give me the grace to be a faithful Christian from this day forward. This is my exodus out of the past into purpose, out of natural into supernatural, out of possible into impossible. I got the help I needed tonight. I got the help I needed tonight. And just like you healed that child, come on, say it, just like you healed that child, just like you gave him what he asked for, just like you did the impossible, I'm next. Jesus name. I need you to take your phone out, text decision at 877-552-4746 or scan that QR code on the screen there. Some of you are saved, but you need a shepherd. You can live in Denver, Atlanta, anywhere across America, around the world. We'd love for you to be a part of our Harvest family. We're some impossible believing people.
you sit next to somebody that's li listen, listen to me listen to me prophesy this to you they are literally before this month is out gonna say that was impossible I hear the Lord saying he's healing thyroid right now. He's healing thyroid right now. This is the last time I get to decree miracles in this building, so come on. He's healing thyroid issues right If you have a thyroid issue, your hands ought to be up saying, I received that. Some of you, you know somebody that has one. I need you to lift your hands for them. Some of you online, you need to tag somebody. He's healing thyroid issue right now. If you want to be a part of the Harvest family, we'd love you to be a part. God calls you to a shepherd. It's not about a church. It's not about a building. It's about the voice that God calls you to. And if I'm the voice God calls you to, Jeremiah 3.15, he gives you shepherds after his own heart. Scan the QR code or text join Harvest to 877-552-4746. Listen, did y'all get some out of this word tonight? So this is the final seed that we're going to sow. It's the final seed we're going to sow um, in this building. Wow. Wow. I walked yesterday. Somebody said, Bishop, are you going to cry? I said, no. Um, I, I don't attach to things. Um, but um, this is the final seed we're going to sow in this building. And I want everybody in the building and online to sow it with me. And we're going to call this our Exodus seed. Our Exodus seed. I want you to join me in, uh, in sowing this last seed. You sowing with me? What you waiting on? The number. <laughs> so 50 is celebration. 51 means after the celebration. We're going to sow a $51 seed. You ready? Because after the exodus... After the celebration, that's where the impossible is. And I'm going to pray this, that the same grace to owe no man anything that is on the house, that it be on your house. Get your $51 seed. Say, Bishop, I don't have 51. Get as close as you can. Bishop, I want to sow more than 51. Sow more than 51. Do 510. Do 5,100. Do 51,000. You're loaded. Make it a good $510,000. You got your seed. If you came in late, you weren't able to give, get that ready. If you're going to sow the seal, that's the last seed in this building. Wow. I think all the people we've baptized here. Some of y'all got baptized in this building. All the babies we dedicated in this building. All the backpacks we've given away, the food we've given away, the clothing. God has been good to us. 
And as you know, he's given us options for our next. We can do what we want to do. And we can make great decisions. Lift that seed. Final one in the building. Say, I'm blessed to be a blessing. As a faithful giver, I flourish. This is our exodus. Thank you, Lord, for how good you've been to us. The statistics you've broken. We're going out with a celebration. And what's ahead is better than what's been. This is our exodus. In Jesus' name. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to 877-552-4746 and we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.